0: THK, the news at one with Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. The Home and Youth Affairs Secretary says the government is reaching out to young people with its youth development blueprint. The Health Secretary says the government wants to align vaccination requirements for all arrivals to the SAR and police plan for the year, city's biggest New Year's Eve gatherings in years. The Home and Youth Affairs Secretary, Alice Mack, said the government has showed its sincerity to communicate with young people by unveiling its first ever youth development blueprint. She dismissed suggestions her blueprint didn't focus on reconciling with or helping youngsters arrested in the 2019 social unrest, saying it's designed for everyone aged between 12 and 39, adding that the government has been helping them to find work. Ms. Max said she hopes the initiatives can improve the relationship between the government and young people. We have several measures including introducing the youth dashboard and we will develop a mobile app to communicate with young people. And I think this is the first step that to show and we have show our sincerity to communicate with young people. And I hope with the measures actualized in the youth development blueprint, the connection and the relationship with the young people, between the young people and the government, will develop in a positive way. The Basic Law Committee's Vice Chairwoman Maria Tam says the interpretation of the national security law strengthens the power given to Hong Kong over national security. Her comments came after Beijing said courts in the SAR need approval from the Chief Executive or the Committee for Safeguarding National Security to allow foreign lawyers to take part in national security cases here. Speaking on a radio programme, Ms. Tam said Beijing clarified that it's up to the administrative branch, not the judiciary, to formulate policies to protect national security. But she said the courts here still enjoy judicial independence. The Health Secretary, Lo chung Mao, said the government is hoping to align vaccination requirements for all arrivals but didn't give details. His comments came as quarantine-free travel with the mainland is expected to resume soon. Right now, people coming from the mainland don't have to be inoculated, but arrivals from other countries must be fully vaccinated. Professor Lo was asked if the government will require mainland visitors to be vaccinated as well. Our principle is to align international travelers' requirement with the inbound travellers coming from the mainland. So we will be monitoring the situation and consider how we would uh, adjust the vaccination requirement for these inbound passengers. Uh, We agree in the past we have a discrepancy in this requirement for inbound travellers coming from uh, overseas as compared to the mainland. We will be adjusting this. Police say they're anticipating the biggest New Year's Eve gatherings in years tonight after more COVID restrictions, including a limit on public gatherings, were scrapped. Road closures will be in place in Central, Wan Chai and at the peak, as well as on the Kowloon Harbour Front, from this afternoon until tomorrow morning. Hokam Yi is an acting superintendent from the Road Traffic Division. We have conducted a risk assessment and we will deploy uh, sufficient manpower in accordance to the number of people in different areas. We will also have road closures so that uh, we can maintain public safety, public order, so that the, the public can enjoy this festive season in a safe and orderly manner. South Korea's military say North Korea has fired three short-range ballistic missiles towards the sea to the east of the Korean peninsula. It said the missiles were fired at about 8 a.m. local time and flew about 350 kilometers. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff called it a grave provocation. North Korea has launched more missiles this year than ever before. The outgoing president of Brazil, Jair Bolsonaro, has left the country bound for the United States. Two days before his left-wing rival, President-elect Luis Inácio Lula da Silva, is due to take office. In a tearful speech, Mr Bolsonaro said he had lost a battle but not the war and would be back soon. He said he was devoted to his country. Mr Bolsonaro did not say where he was going, but the plane tracking data suggests he is heading for Florida, where his security staff are already in place. And now to the weather It'll be fine and dry in the afternoon, becoming cloudy tonight, moderate north to northeasterly winds, and the outlook temperatures will rise gradually in the next couple of days with sunny intervals during the day. However, it'll still be rather cool in the morning with one or two light patches of rain in the morning and at night on New Year's Day. Mainly fine midweek next week. Currently the temperature is 18 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity at 57%. Please be aware, the yellow fire danger warning is in force. You're listening to RTHK, the time is five minutes past one. Police in the United States have given more details about a 28-year-old man they have arrested in connection with the murder of four university students in Idaho last month. They say the suspect, Brian Christopher Koberger, is a criminology PhD graduate studying at Washington State University. In November, three young women and one man were stabbed in their beds at their house in Moscow in Idaho. James Fry is the police chief. These murders have shaken our community and no arrest will ever bring back these young students. However, we do believe justice will be found through the criminal process. We are still looking for all pieces of evidence, but we are still looking for the weapon. A U.S. Congressional Committee has released six years of tax returns belonging to Donald Trump. The former president battled for years to keep the documents secret until the U.S. Supreme Court approved their disclosure last month. Their publication by the Democrat-led panel shows that in one year, Mr. Trump paid just $750 in federal income taxes, and in another, he paid nothing. Mr. Trump condemned the release. Although these tax returns contain relatively little information and not information that... Almost anybody would understand they're extremely complex. The radical Democrats' behavior is a shame upon the U.S. Congress. A judge in Romania has remanded the controversial British-American social media personality Andrew Tate and his brother in custody for 30 days. They appeared in court as part of an investigation into sex trafficking, rape and organized crime. The former kickboxing champion was detained by masked commandos on Thursday alongside his brother Tristan. The BBC's Nick Thorpe is following the case. The allegations against them include holding several young women against their will for sexual exploitation for financial gain and one allegation of rape. The two brothers have maintained their right to silence throughout the hearing, according to their lawyer. More details of the police raid last night have also become available during the day. Two gas pistols, several machetes and bundles of banknotes were found in the Tate Villa, with 11 luxury cars parked outside. According to the police statement, the case against the two men goes back at least a year to 2021. The Spanish government has announced it will strip honours from police officers involved in state repression during the dictatorship of General Franco. The decision was made by the interior minister from the governing left-wing coalition. The BBC's Steve Jackson reports. Franco ruled Spain from the end of the Civil War in 1939 until his death in 1975, a period in which he crushed opposition to his rule. The police played a big role in stamping out dissent, and many officers were honoured for their loyalty in this task. But under a new law aimed at addressing Franco's legacy, they will now be stripped of their medals and other honours. It isn't clear how many former officers will be affected, but it has been confirmed that one notorious former police torturer, Antonio González Pacheco, Who died in 2020 is on the list. The opposition controlled legislature in Venezuela has voted to dissolve the interim government set up by Juan Guaido in defense of the authoritarian president Nicolas Maduro. The strong vote in favor of dissolution made clear that most opposition politicians have lost faith in Mr. Guaido, as the BBC's Katie Watson reports. It's nearly four years since Juan Guaido was chosen as the leader of Venezuela's interim government, a move many thought would usher in swift political change. But Mr. Guaido has failed to bring the opposition together and lead the country out of crisis. As a result, support for his leadership began to wane. While Juan Guaido tried to delay its end, arguing that the constitution needed to be defended, he was overruled by three of the four opposition parties who issued a statement earlier this week saying the interim government was no longer useful, nor was it of any interest to Venezuelan citizens. Beijing has appointed Qin Gang as the nation's new foreign minister. Mr Qin, who's 56 and currently China's, uh, China's ambassador to the United States, replaces Wang Yi, who's been foreign minister for the past decade. 69-year-old Mr Wang was promoted to the Politburo of the Chinese Communist Party in October. And the top-flight Saudi football club Al Nasser has announced it has signed the Portuguese striker and national team captain Cristiano Ronaldo for two seasons. A tweet by the club described the signing as history in the making and one that would inspire Saudi football. The 37-year-old's contract with the English club Manchester United was terminated last month after he criticised its management in a television interview. And the Wall Street Journal reporter Jonathan Clegg co-wrote the book Messi vs Ronaldo. He says that Ronaldo is likely to be paid over 200 million US dollars a year. And that's all the news for now from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3. Would you believe this song is 50 years old now? Wow! I wonder what it's like to turn 50. Can't wait to find out. You're listening to Classic Radio 3 with me, Todd Harding. We're rocking.